Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, we fought to the end, but it just was not enough. If Steve Bloom was watching the Derby County podcast, we couldn't do it. We just couldn't pull it off. Uh, there were fleeting moments when the miracle did look possible, but in the end, Derby's dwindling squad caught up with us, and the mammoth weight of the 21-point deduction pulled us under condemning the Rams to third-tier football for the first time in 36 years. Any relegation inquest usually points fingers at the players and the coaches. Who was responsible? Who let us down? Who didn't pull their weight? But in this unique campaign for Derby County, there's been none of that as the Rams prepare for life in League One. The club is, in many ways, more united than it has been for years. Fewer egos, more grit, more honesty, more trust. We can only hope that the togetherness, the renewed pride and purpose can be harnessed in these seasons to come. Because uh, let's face it, League One ain't exactly a walk in the park either for Derby County's uh, big reset once Chris Kirchner's takeover is completed. I'm Chris Parsons. Thank you so much for joining us. The dust has settled on uh, Richard and Tom's trip to Loftus Road, where they uh, saw the survival dream officially die. What was going through your mind, boys, at full time? Um, well, yeah, it was a bit of a, not a shock, because obviously we saw it coming, but in terms of when the when the news came through, I actually heard it on it popped up on my screen, Chris, when you text saying that um, Reading had got a late equaliser against Swansea after, I think, they were full one down at, at one point in that match. And I was saying throughout the game to, to Tom, I was like, well, look, as long as we, as long as we match Reading's result, it goes another week. And Tom was kind of like, well, you know, we're still not going to happen. We need to win no matter what here. And obviously we, we conceded the goal, but part of me was still hopeful that, you know, Reading would lose and it, and it would go again. Because um, I, st- I still felt we had some fight left in us. But when the when the news did come through that, that Reading had equalised and obviously we'd lost, it was devastating. But at, at that moment, it was still just pride, really. Um, the, the reception that we gave the team and, and Wayne Rooney and, and the whole staff on the pitch and the reception they gave us, the fans, was, you know, it was emotional. It was heartwarming to a degree. Yeah, I think maybe it started to sink in more today. Yesterday was kind of, it's so weird to say it, it was kind of a high again, like, because it's the pride you feel in, in, in everyone connected with the club, apart from one or two obvious people. Um, so, yeah, it was a difficult one yesterday. Having seven pints, I think, probably helped in some <laughs> in some degree. But it was, um, yeah, it was emotional. I thought for a long time, Tom, about how I would feel 
when this day finally comes. Um, Kutch was saying earlier that you reckoned you you called this in our first ever podcast episode that you reckoned would go down before we went up on this podcast. But I've always thought about how I would actually feel. And, you know, you thought you'd feel devastated and wonder what's the point and you just feel a complete all-time low. But I don't really feel that. You know, it's... is relegation supposed to be this sort of not uplifting, but I, I'm I'm almost okay with it. Yeah, it's a weird one because the way that we have been relegated isn't necessarily the normal way. We've actually accumulated enough points. There's been lots of really good moments and lots of wins over over this season. Um, so it feels like there's been loads of positivity around there. So when that did when it did finally happen, it was as Kutch said the pride about things, and that was the uh, that was the main sort of thing and the main feeling that I felt, uh, which is a pretty emotional thing. I think that's that the thing that's got me this year is the fact that I think pride is the thing that makes me the most emotional and like, involved with something, and I just love the fact yeah. that this team has put that that effort in. I'm, I'm not actually sure whether it was me, and I'm not sure whether it was the first episode. I'm certainly sure, pretty sure that one of us. Uh, and I actually thought it might be you, been you, Chris, who said that how are we ever going to get out of this division? Maybe we have to go down in order to go up. But it's a it's a long sort of time memory. But I mean, we are finally out of the championship for better or for worse. At least we've got a football <laughs> club to to, <laughs> to hopefully support next year. So no more QPR. People, yeah, no more QPR. No more no more Millwall. Like none of that sort of rubbish. And um, yeah, looking forward to more coming Fleetwood away on a Tuesday night. I have got, boys, you're going to be excited about this. I'm going to pepper this podcast with some random League One facts. The first one is this. The away end at Cheltenham Town's Johnny Rock Stadium commands lovely views over the Cotswolds. True facts. Wow. Better than the industrial estates that's just outside a new den. Who says relegation has to be depressing? That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, so the QPR defeat was was what done it for us you were both at the game as as, as i said there boys um i did have a ticket but i had to give it up in the end as um i had a very unfortunately timed stomach bug over the weekend which was super annoying but uh, i guess tom was it, it seemed like luke plange's missed header was i don't know without being overly dramatic was that our last chance to have saved ourselves do you think I wouldn't say it was our last chance because we had some half chances and some decent opportunities in the second half for 20 minutes or so between about the 60th and the 80th minute. We we played pretty well and and just didn't have the cutting edge. But we didn't actually realise, I don't I don't know about you, Kutch, that how good a chance that was until I saw it on the replay. Yeah. You've been to the away end at QPR. You're sort of on top of the pitch and it was down the other end. So I didn't realise that Plange was about a yard and a half out and was right underneath the ball and had a free header because Kieran Westwood is a shocking goalkeeper who can't deal with crosses um, and therefore got nowhere near the ball as it came across. And he should score. Quite simply, he should score. And um, I was on Twitter duty on the Fulham game and... Uh, asked the, the controversial question about what do we think about Luke Plange at half-time and it had a positive effect. I wish I'd have asked the same question at the beginning of the game on Monday because uh, he missed an absolute sitter, which was, which was vital at the time. Um, but it certainly wasn't our last chance and I certainly wouldn't blame him. He's put, a, put in a sterling effort as a young centre-forward carrying a team which has really struggled this year to, uh, for goals and he's done a, done, a, done a good job and got himself a good move for next season. And you know what? It was probably the best ball... Best set piece board of season in, I think. That Tom Lawrence, the way that he whipped that in 
to the uh, back post and completely, you know, cleared the whole box. And as, as Tom says, Plange is there. He he really he does really well to to beat his marker to the ball when he completely outmuscles him. And and he, yeah, it's kind of harder to miss. I think than it is to score in that situation. And I, I hadn't realised either how good a chance it was. I mean, going back to what Tom said about Plange, he has kind of been a bit hot and cold since since January, and we've discussed it a few times before. But I do think there's it's not for lack of effort. We, we might discuss the Eversele issue later, but. You know, obviously Rooney hasn't hasn't felt the need to to drop Plange or or to take him out or to so I I don't think that anyone can question kind of Plange's effort. He's just uh, as we said before, he's he's a young kid and it's hard to lead the line in the championship and and he he's been an incredibly useful player for us this season and yeah that that could have. It could have took it for another week, but you, you can't take, you can't win them all. Yeah, it could have been another week, but uh, yeah, in the end, it's. Uh... Third-tier football for Derby for the first time since 1986. And we did just put this one out to you guys on our Twitter uh, for the latest instalment of our favourite ever jingle for your shout. Your Your shout. shout. (laughs) It goes on for about four seconds too long, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but that's what makes it so great. That's what makes it a great jingle. Five word reviews on Derby County's relegation. Uh, Dan Letchford, regular listener, he said, look to the future lads. Um, ben Lavender, we fought to the end, of course. Um, Pete Lee, one of our uh, loyal patrons, he said on Twitter, all down to two men. Uh, Nick B, he said, a waveform must be addressed. This is a good one. Andrew Woodman, he said, Wembley for the Papa John's. Now my favourite pizza brand for uh, obvious reasons. Never liked Domino's. Um, (laughs) The Thompson Roll on Twitter, he said, relegated by men in suits. Martin Dempster, he said, anyone got my roadmap? Couple more here. Alex Fisher said, safe but for Mel Morris. And uh, Jake Barker said, proud of players and staff. That's one of the things to uh, one of the key things that's come out of this, really, Tom. Uh, Wayne Rooney's future. Uh, a couple of just really, really powerful videos that come out in the wake of the, the relegation. Um, I was, I was going to save. We'll, we'll talk about the the incredible scenes of of the crowds that turned up at Moor Farm on Saturday night um, to to welcome the team home. But there's another one today of Rooney addressing all of Derby County staff. So the team, the coaches, that what looked like the the kitchen staff and, uh, you know, the training ground and everything. If, and it's a big if, Kirchner does get this over the line and does does get us in a position where we can renew contracts, sign new players with a reasonable amount of time left in the summer. Do you, do you think Rooney stays? Do you think he's got a year left on his contract? His, his two and a half year deal expires in summer 2023, do you think he, he sticks around next season in League One? Yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't. If if Kirchner's if Kirchner gets the takeover and that gets completed, I, I think he he will stick around. Um, at the same time, there are other options available for him at, potentially at the moment. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen with Everton over the next few weeks and whether Lampard might stick in that job, but depending on whether uh, they remain up, uh, obviously Burnley just like Sean Dyche. So we we can never really tell, I guess, and that's that's the that's the honest sort of way of appraising this. But I think Rooney has has spoken well, and he also clearly loves the club and he loves the investment and the the comments that he made after the game at QPR, like just it not being a normal relegation, the reaction of the fans, it was amazing to be in it, but it must have been quite in, inspiring to have seen it. 
uh, from the pitch and the, the Derby players were, were there for a good sort of two or three minutes uh, and Rooney was like making sure that they were all like okay checking on the young players um, and he's really invested with that squad so so I do think Rooney will stick around um, unless a really good offer comes up and there was an interesting comment from uh, former Man United player and Derby player of course Paul Parker um, who uh, said that Rooney would do well to stay stick around and to, to learn the ropes at a, at a difficult level so so yeah I, I would be more certain that he will will stay for next season if the takeover goes through. I think Rooney likes a challenge. I think Rooney likes a project. I think he is a, I think he is an emotional, naturally quite loyal person. And I, I do think that. And look, we can all be, we can all we can all be very kind of um, starry eyed and obviously biased towards what Derby County offers him compared to maybe other clubs. Um, I do feel like Rooney will probably go, look, why not? I know that I've got the respect of the staff here. I know I've got the respect and and kind of the admiration of the incoming owner if if, if Chris Kirchner does complete. And I know I've got the, the kind of respect and adulation of the fans. And why don't I try and build something? I, it's, I imagine it's it will be a much more gratifying project to rebuild Derby County over the next year, two, three years, however long it takes to get back to the top end of the championship. But it would be to to take over at Burnley in the summer and be immediately expected to go again and get promoted in, into the top division. So I think he probably sees that there is a, a project which is not just one out of loyalty, but one out of a genuine challenge and, and something that he can really get his, his teeth stuck into. It doesn't mean it's going to work, but I imagine he probably does see it as a, as a real good challenge. And think about, without wanting to be a bit X-Factor and cheesy, but think about the journey that Rooney's been on, even in the, the two years or whatever he's been here. Like, cast your minds all the way back to, to when Mel Morris went for it and and decided to try and sign him um, as clearly just one last ridiculous promotion roll of the dice or whatever his reasons were, like clearly, you know, the marketing angle as well and all that sort of thing. And you look at Rooney when he arrived and he was like fresh out the... The MLS, probably a bit of a, maybe just saw it as one last hurrah in England for him. I know he did come with, his role was player coach and he was going to be a, a player later on. That's my cat. He's got very strong opinions about, about Wayne Rooney. But ever since then, he, as you say, he has really taken to the challenge. Like he, I think that the Rooney that arrived is way different to, to the Rooney that is here now. Um, and even when he was like thrown into the, thrown down the gauntlet of having to become our manager on short notice, um, where he looks a bit starry-eyed and and a bit clueless, and when it was him and Given and Rossinia and Justin Walker, like even that Rooney appears to have changed quite a lot to the Rooney that we we've seen over the last few days. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think he has. I think he's matured into the role. I think he's grown into the role. And as you say, he wasn't didn't do a particularly good job last season. We kind of stayed up despite of ourselves, rather than it being any kind of great achievement that we stayed up last season. So, I think he has grown into the role, and I think. I just generally think he's, he'll see it as a project, but he has he has to be given the support. He has to actually um, be given the opportunity to to rebuild the squad, to kind of shape it in his own image, and keep someone. He'll he'll want to keep a good core of that squad that he's been building and, and nurturing and training over the past eighteen months. So do you think, Tom? Yeah, I think that's the that's the key thing. If you go back to last season, if Derby had been relegated on that last day, it wouldn't have been the same uh, resounding sort of. Um, response that the fans gave to the the players there would there was a lot of apathy there was a lot of anger um, there was a lot of poor performances from from very good players last season whereas this season every single player who is um, experienced at some point 
whether it's only in sort of a spell of five or six games at some point in the season, has stepped up and done phenomenal things. You think of Tom Lawrence's display against uh, Sheffield United. You think about Ravel Morrison's goals recently. You think about Curtis Davis all season. You think about Allsop and the way that he's changed uh, fans' opinions of him uh, from the beginning of the season. Like All these players who are more experienced have, have gone and done a job and done the thing that they need to. Um, and Rooney has inspired that. Whereas last season... He kept telling us we weren't going to get relegated. And he was right, but he wasn't right because we deserved not to get relegated. We got extremely fortunate. People will say that he's not won that many games, um, but that's understandable. He's having to play 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds off the bench to, in order to fill the, the spaces. Um, he's having to play teenagers who have played 30 or 40 games this season um, or put in, put in a number of performances that they wouldn't normally do so. So he's done a great job this year, uh, and I'm really impressed with how he's grown as a manager. And you can compare what he's done with what's happening. And I don't think it's necessarily Lee Bowyer's fault at Birmingham City, but the, the atmosphere at Birmingham City with their fans and the way they're behaving towards their players on the pitch are on an awful run. And they're obviously very disgruntled with things that are going on off the pitch. And I saw, I just saw a video an hour ago of the Birmingham City fans away at Blackpool um, uh, yesterday, I think it was, throwing flares on the pitch and, and, and shouting at Saldini and the rest of the Birmingham City players that they're not fit to wear the shirt. And obviously that's become a really toxic environment. And this season could so easily have gone that way if if Rooney hadn't got the the team and the players, all of them, as you say, Tom, from the experienced pros, the ones who have come in halfway through the season from the academy. Yeah, there, there are not enough words that you can really, really say in, in praise of Wayne Rooney and his staff. I totally agree, but I would love to see Soldini at Birmingham City. That's brought back a blast to the past. Maybe we should resign that sort of player. Sorry, Soldini, yeah. <laughs> I thought, what, what, when he said Soldini, I was like, whoa, he signed for Birmingham. What a player he was. It's a good thing you didn't uh, you didn't drop didn't drop that sort of clanger cutch on, uh, when you had your uh, latest national radio gig on, on Five Live. That's the QPR game. But it did well there. That was great. Yeah, it was good um, on Monday Night Club with um, Mark Chapman, Rory Smith, Chris Sutton and Mika Richards. It was good to, yeah, just good to kind of give a a, a quick chat about Derby on National Radio, to be honest, and yeah, put the dagger into Mel Morris a little bit and also just explain what the situation is to, to National Radio listeners who probably don't really know the full story. You said to me before, like, well, I said to you, how drunk are you? And you said, I'm fine. But I know you well enough to know when you, when you do sound like you've been on the lash all day which you definitely did. <laughs> I just thought <laughs> of all the things I expected to be listening to on my Saturday night, like you, Richard Kutcher, quizzing Chris Sutton about his tax affairs was, was not, uh, <laughs> was, was not one of them. Devani, if Chris Sutton has paid his taxes and then talking about fried chicken and Mika Richards, incredible stuff. Yeah. It was a nice, nice way to end the day. And um, yeah, obviously in sad circumstances, but yeah, I think, People do need to know a bit more about what's going on at Derby and, and there'll be other clubs. We've just mentioned Birmingham City. Like There'll be other clubs in the next year or so where this is going to happen to them. I don't want it to happen to any other club, but it's going to happen and hopefully we can have a bit more scrutiny of the way that football is governed within the Football League, within the Premier League and ever else. Do you want another random League One facts? Oxford United's Kassam Stadium only has three stands. An obvious one, but still a good fact. Doesn't change that it. it's a good fact, Tom. <laughs> do, do you know what's really good about that, Chris, and what I'm really excited about? You might have seen the images of the Sunderland fans this year who travelled there because the away end at Sunderland uh, for Sunderland against Oxford was sold out. So they hired a van and hired some scaffolding and put it on top yeah. of the uh, van and <laughs> watched the game that, outside. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about more more League One facts <laughs> coming, whether you like it or not, in part two. But uh, don't forget, you can sign up to Steve Bloomer's washing this season on Patreon, which, uh, as you know, is our extra service, our little membership service where you get an extra podcast 
each month. We'll give you uh, a free pint on us just for signing up. And our most recent addition to Patreon is a monthly competition prize draw. I've already given away a uh, colleague box care package, which uh, one of our patrons won, containing beer, gin, crisps, snacks, all that sort of lovely stuff. And the prize for this month, I can reveal, is a fantastic Derby County-themed Sabutio print artwork with uh, 20 club legends on one artwork. Um, We're actually recording some video, and I can see the very artwork behind Tom Martin's right shoulder in his house. I've got it in my house as well. It's genuinely a really nice design. Um, Bayano, Stemac, Saunders, McFarland, Archie Gamble, they're all on there. It's worth 20 quid. It's a lovely little prize, um, and you could win one just by signing up as a new patron by the end of the month, and you will, of course, help to support the podcast. So visit patreon.com forward slash Steve Bloomers Washing to find out more. Hi, I'm Dean Sturridge. Hi, I'm Paul Pesky-Solido. Hi, I'm Curtis Davis, and you're listening to Steve Bloomers Washing. Shall I kick off with another random League One fact? Come on. Lincoln home of Lincoln City, of course, has England's fourth steepest street, Richard Kutcher, at 16.2 degrees. Shall we, uh, wow. shall, we run, shall we run up it next season before Lincoln away, have a race? Or roll down it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Wee. I think Lincoln away, will be, Lincoln away will be a great one, won't it? Because I know a lot of the, the Derbyshire folk quite enjoy holidaying in that part of the world. It's quite an easy place to get to. I imagine that'll be a highly in-demand fixture. Um, so yeah, another one that hopefully we can get tickets to and looking forward to. All jokes aside, Tom, are there any, uh, we're going to try and go to some more grounds and, and this is, look, we're, we're, we're definitely, definitely not saying like, oh, we can't wait for the 22-23 Derby promotion tour. That's, it's not going to happen. Almost, well, right now it's definitely not going to happen because we won't even have a team to, to, to compete in the first place. But all we're saying is, is that, look, we've spent 15 years in this division We've fallen out rather than climbed out of it, but there are there is a genuine entitlement to be excited because there's lots of places you haven't been to, again playing games against lots of teams you haven't played. Are there any particular ones you've you've earmarked, Tom, for next season? Uh, Ipswich Town. We haven't played them for a long time. <laughs> three, what about three years? <laughs> yeah, the classic uh, st- uh, stalwarts of the uh, championship there playing in League One. Um, no, in all, more seriousness, I'm looking forward to uh, Cheltenham, uh, Shrewsbury, Morecambe, uh, Fleetwood if they stay up. Um, maybe Forest Green should they... Um, that could be a nice trip to uh, Cutch Towers over in, in Stroud if uh, if they get promoted from League Two. And there's lots of good sides who are in uh, the sort of top half of League Two who are vying for promotion. I've got a couple of friends who are Bristol Rovers fans. Obviously, Port Vale will be a local derby if they got promoted. And Northampton's not too far from both Derby and also London from us as well. Uh, it's where Sutton, me and my Sutton United are in a mix as well, aren't they? Down in South London. Yeah, yeah, they are. yeah. certainly are. So lots of lots of teams and lots of lots of new places that we can go to. And obviously, it'll be a challenge to get those tickets because I'm sure there'll be lots of people wanting to go to the games. But hopefully, we'll get to at least a, a few of those games. And obviously, it'd be great to go back to Pride Park. We've had a great time there this season. So, um, so yeah, that's, just continuing supporting the club will be fantastic. I think as well, Chris, to, to what you said about obviously not wanting to celebrate being in League One, of course we're not. And I think we all would have, I think all us three and I'd imagine all Derby County fans would much rather we stayed in the Championship because it will make the future a lot easier. If we were starting next season in the Championship, it would make the rebuild easier. Um, 
However, you've got to look on the positive side of things. Like if football is nothing without hope, we've got to hope to have a good season next season. Otherwise, there's no point going. Uh, we've got to you know, enjoy following Derby County. And as we've always said in this podcast, away days are some of the best days out. You know, not just as a football fan, but just you know, just with going out with mates. And it, and you said before, Chris, it's about the journey. And it, it, look, it could end up being a horrendous five, ten years. You know, unending amount of years in the bottom two divisions. We don't know. Um, but there is there is stuff to look forward to, and you've got to look forward to. Otherwise, you'll just be miserable. So there's there's plenty to get stuck into next season. As as Tom said, Forest Green Rovers would be great because that's where my parents live. Um, Sutton, if they got promoted, I'm gutted. It looks like AFC Wimbledon are going down because I'd love to have gone to the new Plough Lane because um, that's that, that's a great story of a club that was completely shafted more than we could ever imagine being shafted and have rebuilt from absolutely nothing. So I would love to have gone with Derby to Plough Lane. Um, but yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be another tough ride, but I'm sure there's going to be some fantastic um, days uh, along the way. A few more uh, five-word reviews for your shout now. Um, don't do jungle coach. Don't worry about it. Once is enough. Andy Margett, he said, uh, millionaire, dodges, responsibility, lives ruined. Uh, Ewan Valentine said, overwhelmed with pride and admiration. Daniel Warwick, he said, the hard work starts now. David Mountney said, heroic efforts falls just short. Uh, Ella finally said, Papa John's trophy is ours. Amen to that. Do you want my final random league one fact? It is the following. Uh, The entrance to the away end at Cambridge United is accessed through Coldham Common, which is a field which between the months of April and November is home to dozens of cows so away fans literally have to sidestep livestock to get into the away end of Cambridge United. Cow dodging on a cold Tuesday night in October. If that if that's not a reason to love League One, then I don't know what it is. Yeah, cow dodging sounds fun. Um, I've got nothing to add to that, really, Chris. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a very nice little ground. I remember seeing uh, Nigel Clough Sheffield United there in an FA Cup game about sort of six seven years ago. Uh, it's a lovely little ground, and it's a, a cold and common. It's quite a nice place. So. Watch out for the cowpats. Uh, some good ale houses in in Cambridge as well. So the last one on Rooney. Um, you, you, you've probably seen the videos yourself of, of the fans turning out at Moor Farm on on Saturday night. Just an incredible show of support. It was, it was amazing to watch. Like the connection and the cohesion that's developed so much this season that we that we we've welcomed the team bus back to the training ground at nine o'clock on a Saturday night after getting relegated. That is that is nuts. Uh, just completely what I what I did not expect to happen whatsoever. I mean, I don't know how you both felt about this. I've sort of kept my emotions in check quite well, really, over the past few weeks, despite like the dawning inevitability of what's going to happen. But yeah, seeing those scenes and then Rooney coming out and speaking like that, that if you weren't moved by that, then you're basically dead inside, aren't you, Tom? The relegation was one of those things that we've we've all known has been inevitable, but it came very sharply on Monday. I didn't quite expect it to happen then. I was more looking at maybe Bristol City or perhaps even uh, the week after when we went away to um, to Cardiff, I think it is. Uh, no, sorry, Blackpool the week after. That's where I was maybe expecting that to happen. So Monday became as a bit of a shock. And so therefore, I didn't really process it as an emotional sort of thing. And then, it, as you say, it was seeing that video later on when I got back and was sort of reflecting on the day and looking back through the, some of the videos that we'd sort of taken for the um, for the Patreons to, to sort of show the match diary. Um, 
it was watch, reading that uh, or watching that and seeing the fans being there, hearing Rooney speak and then him pushing Tom Lawrence to the fore, who's uh, clearly not the most confident of uh, speakers and eloquent of, of, of speakers. Then Rooney again today speaking to the whole whole of the club. Like it's, it, he's just got a great way and actually I've seen people criticise his leadership and stuff, mainly I, I would say Forest fans, but I do actually think he's, he speaks well. He speaks calmly and slowly, and you you do believe what he says. And I think that's the that's what you'd want from a manager, and that's what you want from a leader. So uh, yeah, it's been a it's been actually quite a nice sort of twenty four hours to try and uh, reflect on this season and reflect on the efforts that the players have have put in, and Rooney himself has put in as well. Probably a little bit ruined that video coach when someone insisted on starting the bounce after Tom Lawrence had given a speech about us getting relegated. I mean, come on, I mean. <sighs> not now just just save it for goodness sake you don't have to do it every time something happens yeah and we haven't done much bouncing this season which is which is fine i'm a, I'm a big fan of it um but yeah i don't think it was necessary the right moment but i also won't criticize any fans that you know drove along to more farm and turned up at what was yeah, it nine, nine, <laughs> nine, nine o'clock like we, we weren't there so um yeah I, yeah i wouldn't have started it i probably wouldn't have joined in but um yeah, fair enough for any fan that, that went along, and and the players kind of half-heartedly kind of reacted to it as well. The way the way that Rooney and all the staff, all the players have behaved is purely only in contrast to the man that is responsible for the state that this club is in. I was actually doing some research before we started about the the kind of fourteen seasons we've been in the championship since we came down from the Premier League. I don't know if you've got a, a guess of what our average league finish has been over those. 14 years so if you think about you know the times we've finished third and eighth and 22nd possibly this season yeah whatever what do you think will be the average league position oh, of Derby County i think i can have a good guess but, but then there's like a couple of outliers like this season and last season which are going to skew what the answer actually is i would say nine <laughs> nine nine is my number ninth I think ninth uh, is the average league i was, I was going between 12 and 14 so i'm going to go at 12 just to uh to sit in the middle Tom's very good. It was 11.6. So it would, if you're rounding it, it's it is 12th. Yeah. So I'll, I'll run you through the season. So starting with 09, 18th, 14th, 19th, 12th, 10th, 3rd, 8th, 5th, 9th, 6th, 6th, 10th, 21st. And I've put in 22nd to be generous to us uh, this season. Could be 23rd, could be 24th. So it could be lower than could be lower than 12. Could could it be important for us to finish 22nd and uh, get those wins to go above Peterborough uh, with reference to Birmingham City? Is, do you think there's any any possibility of their financial troubles and their ownership having issues in it coming out this year? Could that be? I don't, think they're, I don't think they're on the brink of administration, unfortunately. I mean, it looks like after Peter, Peterborough beat Barnsley at the weekend that, uh, well, Peterborough are now like the last team to go and they've got a bit of a chance of catching Reading. Presumably, You'd much rather they stay up than Reading, and you'd, you'd obviously Reading come down with us. Yeah, I obviously have my issues with Reading, but a lot of my good friends are Reading fans, and that's part of the reason I have issues with them. But also, yeah, they're going through a tough time. Purely from a selfish Derby County view, I would think it'd be better for us to Reading get promoted because Peterborough and Barnsley have got a track record of bouncing back, and they're kind of used to doing that. Reading are in a desperate financial situation, I believe, and they're obviously under embargoes themselves from the EFL with potential future points deductions. So purely from a selfish Derby County perspective, I think it'd be better for us, for Reading to come down with us because they'll probably struggle to bounce back. Even though they've got a, a decent squad, they'll probably have to offload those players. Whereas Peterborough, we know, are kind of like a yo-yo team, aren't they? Um, so that they'll be in and around it next season, and I imagine Barnsley would be too. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think um, I think realistically, Reading are probably going to be safe, and it's going to be 
uh, the bottom three as is that will get get relegated. Um, I think Reading will be decimated over the summer. Uh, I believe John Swift, Swift is out of contract. He's a great player. Um, Lucas Jow, someone's going to come in and uh, buy him from the, from them. The rest of their team, it's huge. Like the amount of players that they've got. I'm just looking through their squad at the moment. Um, there's some really good players in there. Halilovic, uh, Alan Halilovic, the uh, centre midfielder. Tom Ince is obviously on loan as well, but is a is a sort of good player if he he was to come there. Um, so yeah. I think Reading could be absolutely decimated. I think they could be in real trouble next season. Um, and I think, but I think actually Peterborough and Barnsley were the ones going down. And I think actually Barnsley are in a bit of problems, not financially necessarily, but just in terms of what, where their squad is. It did so well last year. And then to basically have the same squad, uh, minus a couple of players, and to have done drops so dramatically, um, I think they'll, they'll actually maybe sit, sit there in mid-table next year rather than pushing for promotion. But Peterborough put in a nice little run under Grant McCann and that's actually a shame for them. Um, and us, of course, that Reading have put in a, a similarly good run over the last sort of five or six weeks. Yeah, well, we're all going on the, uh, well, most of us are going on the final day for the Cardiff home game. Um, it's it's going to be weird, isn't it? It's going to be a very odd atmosphere, I think. But it, I, I imagine it will be like one of those sort of jubilant wakes, I, <laughs> I guess, where it's it's more it's more of a celebration and uh, an emotional goodbye than, um, than, than the scenes of a tragedy. But... Um, I think we're going to wrap it up there for now because there's only so much I can take about Derby County being relegated for uh, how many times is that in my lifetime? Third? I think it's Third. only three. Yeah. yeah. In, in, our, in our conscious lifetime. We, we, we were alive when we would have been alive when we were relegated from the old first division, but we weren't following Derby. You know, we were four years old or three years old or something. Look, we're going to try and squeeze in another podcast for the end of the season and we will all be at Pride Park for that emotional goodbye on the final day but uh, before we leave you don't forget give us a follow on social it's at steve bloomer pod we're on facebook and instagram as well or drop us an email steve bloomers washing at gmail.com and don't forget as i forgot to mention at the start of the podcast that we are partnered for the season with derby brewing company so let's all have a drink tom i'll see you next season at the uh, cambridge cowpats how does that sound yeah can't wait sounds absolutely delightful chris and Kutch, I'll race you to the top of England's fourth steepest hill in September. In current state, you will be beating me. Sounds great. Thanks for listening. <laughs>